Hola, John. ¿Cómo están? Hola, Pet. ¿Estás hablando español? Um, estoy pensando... Intentando. Es, intentando. <risa> es el... Un poquito. ¿Y por qué? Uh, es una buena historia. Uh -huh. en, en el inicio del año, cuando uh -huh. yo estuve a África del Sur, yo me quedé un poco envergüenzada porque um, yo, yo tuve contacto con personas que hablaban uh -huh. por lo menos al menos dos o tres lenguas uh -huh. y me encantó. Uh -huh. Y me sentí muy envergonzada de uh, hablar solamente dos lenguas. Ah, y... Solamente. Solamente. Es, es... Creo que es poco. Uh, sí. Creo que es poco. Relativo, ¿no? Pero... Es mejor que uno. O, Muchas o personas ninguno. mejor que ninguno. <risa> o... tu, tu, Obviamente. Tu lengua nativa no cuenta. No, no cuenta. No. Es esto. Esto es el punto. Mm. Tu lengua nativa no cuenta. Mm. Al menos que sea inglés. Mm. ¿Estoy cierta? En términos de utilidad, sí. En términos de utilidad, pero no es un... Um, mi español está muy guardado. Let's, ah, let's switch to English. No pasa nada. <risa> <risa> Sin problemas. Vamos, vamos a hablar inglés. course of course you can get back to english no problems um the only the idea is just that some people say that if you speak english you are covered mm -hmm. right yeah, that yeah. you would be safe anywhere you go in the world anywhere and yeah if you speak english and portuguese you're probably not gonna have any problems new problems when you travel is that right no it's not right actually <laughs> <laughs> it's not true of course english is the most useful language probably spanish is the second most useful language in the world um, but there are places where english is not going to be useful all right but what we want to do with this podcast correct me if i'm wrong Jope, is to show people that even if you don't know if you know very little of the language in my stories i'm i don't know much of the language that i'm using um you can still find ways of communicating sure and that's And it doesn't, it doesn't matter what language you're trying to speak or what language you know very little of, the same principles apply. So you should try your best. You should use actions if, if they're possible. You, know, you should use writing if you can write but you can't speak. In my case, I wrote something that helped. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm going to talk about using Spanish, French, and Japanese. But it's exactly the same principle if you use an English. And your English is very basic. In the United States, for example, if you travel to the US, you have very basic English. Your experience is probably going to be similar to mine. I understand. The ones that. I'm going to talk about. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So let's get down to those situations. Right. Cool. I think I might have also been in situations like this. Mm -hmm. Um, and we have Japan in common here because when I was there, I was just counting on my English and mm -hmm. I would say 
I don't know if it was that helpful all the time. <laughs> I don't know how it would have been without my English, but anyways. Um, yeah. I, so. I, hmm. Where did you go in Japan? Uh, just around Tokyo. Tokyo. My experience is, well, I'm going to talk about Tokyo just to keep it more specific. Um, when I went, I didn't even think about using English. It didn't really occur to me. I, I thought, I'm not, I, I can't use English. I felt almost like embarrassed. I didn't want to. I felt like that was lazy. I wanted to try to learn some Japanese. And I was there with my girlfriend at the time, who was Japanese. So obviously she had no problems communicating. But sometimes she'd be at work. I stayed there for six weeks. So I was on my own a lot of the time. And I wanted to travel, not travel, but do some tourism around the city. Sure. Um, English was never very useful in those cases. Most people, even in Tokyo, don't speak anything apart from hello. Yeah, <laughs> I felt quite yeah. the same. Yeah. I was lucky enough to meet a few people who mm -hmm. had uh, good English. But yeah. I'd say that most of the time, uh, my English was useful to talk to other travelers, mm -hmm. Europeans yes. and Americans, definitely, yeah. rather than to that Japanese people. In the airport, of course, that helped. But we've got to put this into perspective as well why should japanese people in japan have good english why should they well, necessarily right same reason <laughs> why a brazilian should learn english it's I, a business well, mostly yes tourism. yeah but i think there's less of a connection over there than we have here i think we are closer we're a western society here so we're closer to the u.s And in 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 many like I've talked about before, lots of similarities with Britain as well. And uh, English speaking country like South Africa is similar to Brazil. I think there's more relevance of English here than in Japan, for example. Well, is, it, yeah, it might be. Um, I don't know if I'm like qualified to talk <laughs> about it, and I, I don't really even know uh -huh. much about. Japan's businesses and how connected they are, but If I you're guess a businessman, right? Sure, I think, but yeah. an ordinary guy on the street. Yeah, at least that was my thinking. I wanted to, I wanted to go in and learn. I didn't want to go in speaking English, mm. but that doesn't mean someone else doesn't shouldn't do that. I would say, but the the it's limited in how useful it is over in Tokyo yeah um, I think as a teacher it's actually quite useful oh, not yeah. knowing that's true the language and I think it's one of the reasons why I I actually made my decision of going to Japan as well mm -hmm. it's just so nice to be able to put yourself in the students shoes and feel like how they feel when yeah. they cannot uh, when they don't have a good grasp on the language yeah. and yeah. like they have to do their things and they're anxious about doing things in the place they are and then they well, can't. this is something that I find um, um, curious. Most students who have, let's say, basic, very basic English, they have a foundation, they know some phrases, but they're on the elementary book, for example, and then they're going to travel to the US just on a holiday, Disneyland or something, and they always tell me they're nervous, and I've never understood that nervousness because I think, I think to myself, well, you're not, you, you don't know English, so you shouldn't be nervous. You don't know it. <laughs> What can you do? All you can do is try your best. Are you afraid people are going to judge you? Well, screw them. <laughs> I, like, I had some funny uh, experiences with not knowing the language, right? But I never at any point felt embarrassed for trying. 
Yeah. Should be embarrassed for not trying, right? I I, yeah. I, I definitely agree with you. Mm. I I feel the same. I actually feel joy yeah, about exactly. I really enjoy uh going to places I don't I don't understand the language. I think it's just so beautiful. And just, when you start to understand and you manage to to do you I don't know some small interaction is great feeling, isn't it? It is. It is amazing. So it's people super should embrace that, right? Empower, <clears throat> empowering. It's super yeah. empowering. Yeah, but, definitely. Well, in Japan, there's not really any particular story. All all I can say about in Japan is I learned some phrases: "irashai," "itadakimas." Arigato uh, gozaimasu. I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one I actually got uh, after like. 20 days there it was very difficult to me to understand what was going on and well my host had very good english so uh-huh. i counted on her to like give me tips on where to go and how to get which train to get or things like that but um i actually ended up making friends with europeans as i said germans and and mm. stuff so english really helped me there but um i not with the japanese <laughs> exactly and i think that's where i missed the most because yeah. i think when you are able to interact with the local people yeah well i try your that. experience is completely it's richer, different it? it's much richer and it's more difficult to interact with local people not only because of language but because they already have their circles they don't need anyone else exactly right? they're living their lives right they, they're not there for you <laughs> everyone who i encounter who well, in my experience, it's going to be Brazilians living in Britain and yeah. British people living in Brazil. They always say the same thing. I can make friends with foreigners really easily, but British people are difficult to make friends with and vice versa. Brazilian people are different, uh, difficult to make friends with. Uh, despite the warmth, it's kind of superficial. Mm-hmm. And I always think that it's self-explanatory. It's because they don't need more friends. The people who need friends are the are the foreigners who are lost okay. as well, right? Yeah, that's true. And then you get the impression, whatever country you're in, that the people in that country are cold. In fact, it's not. You just have to make more of an effort because they don't need you. Yeah, and then... They that's don't have time. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and that's where the the native language, the mother language comes along, right? If you yes. go to a place and you speak their language, the chances yeah. for you like to make a friend are much, much, much harder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um... Shall I talk about the other places? Sure, of course. Um, so my experience in Guadalajara is a bit different. Guadalajara in Mexico. Um, obviously, they speak Spanish there. Um, in this case, it would have been useful to, to use English because whenever I spoke at the beginning, I was speaking Portuñol, basically. And whenever I spoke, they noticed my accent. They noticed I was a foreigner and they spoke, replied to me in English if I went to buy something or in a bar or something like that. And I, I would get quite upset, not upset, but I'd get kind of pissed off about that. Kind of Huffy. frustrated. Yeah, frustrated because I wanted to practice Spanish. And I felt like they were saying, throwing it in my face. It's not good enough. <laughs> so I can speak English, we'll speak English. So I refused. So I, I made a point. Right? I made a point <laughs> of speaking in Spanish as much as I could. I just, I, I don't yeah. see it that way. I said just like uh, whenever, at uh, least like from my being, point of view yeah. of like being Brazilian, whenever there is a foreigner here, people really want to try and for the first time, maybe, mm-hmm. even though like for the first time, use their English. Yeah. They don't have this opportunity so often. So probably I thought that about was that after. it. 
And you were in the same situation yeah, as yeah, them. Exactly. You wanted to practice your yeah, Spanish. Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember situations where I would ask one person, I would say, can you give me that table by the window? Can I have that? Puedes a mesa aperta de la fenestra. I can't remember to say that in Spanish. <laughs> That's Italian, I think. Yes, fenestra. <laughs> um, la, la janela, no. <laughs> something else. You know. I well, I don't anyway, remember. A mesa aquí or something. And waiter A would just look blankly at me and I would literally point with my finger to the table okay. and he would still look blankly at me. So then I would give up and try waiter B and waiter B would have no problems understanding me and take me to the table or to say, or he might say, sorry, it's reserved or whatever, but he would understand me. And that got me thinking, it's not only our use of the language, but it's also the listener. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the listener is unwilling to understand for whatever reason sometimes the listener is too dense to understand they're in their own world too tired too tired they can't it's loads many reasons lazy because you're speaking slightly differently and they don't want to make the effort they just don't have the gumption to understand i would, I would rather just like try someone not else think right? that way no no I would rather not think that way about people that they would be lazy to talk to me. But, Unfortunately, um, they do exist. <laughs> I know because yeah. people do it in Britain. They people I know do that with foreigners. Oh, really? And you can, you know, I can, the foreigner will come and say like something like, "I want," you know, someone works in a swimming pool. Okay, I want swim today, and then the attendant will go, "Huh?" It's obvious what they want, but they'll do it on purpose. Oh, I know. I, that's so sad. I appreciate you're trying to be nice, but people <laughs> do that all over the world. And it's just like a sort of form of kind of sadism, isn't it? It's like they can see you're having trouble and mm -hmm. I'm not going to help. But luckily, most people are not like that. So if you try yeah, person so. B, they'll take pride in understanding you and, and that's help you. Another great point about traveling that yeah. if you see something like that, when you come back, you try and not do the same whenever yes. you are in the same situation. So that's yeah. we might one do of the beautiful thinking. things, exactly, to reflect upon our own acts and behavior, and it's it's great. I remember asking one guy in in Mexico, right, for a box of matches, mm -hmm. and I literally I mimed striking a match in front of his face, like that. That could be anything. Could, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. With a cigarette as well. Okay. Still didn't understand me. Do you think that could be anything? Um, oh, maybe. I'm miming a box it, of matches. Yeah, he is miming a box of matches. benefit of the it's quite listener. Funny. Anyway. <laughs> right, and in France. So, uh, in France is nice the worst. experiences in France? Yes. Sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, John, how about it in France? Um, it's, of course, another stereotype, and I, I'm not sure if I can judge by it, but people say that French people actually don't like don't like it when you talk to them in English. They would rather just like have you learning French before you go to your trip. So uh, how was your experience there? So, yes, yeah, a bit like what we were saying earlier about people kind of refusing to understand or refusing to engage. Um, and people say that about the French. I can't say if it's true or not for each individual. But in Paris, it certainly has a reputation for it especially because they get a lot of tourists. Mm -hmm. And in one way, I understand it. I understand it very well because imagine you get a lot of tourists and they all come in just speaking English without even asking if you can speak it. 
mm-hmm. I don't know if I wouldn't be the same, you know? And comfort though, because you don't know the language and mm-hmm. Makes um, sense. so <laughs> this is a funny story. Uh it wasn't funny at the time, though it was kind of scary. I was staying in a hotel in Paris, like a normal hotel, not nothing nothing fancy, like a hostel almost. And I went out for a walk in the center of Paris and then I realized I um I didn't have the address and I didn't know where my hotel was. <laughs> Simple as that. Classic. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Who has never? Here's <laughs> a detail. My hotel was in Montmartre, you know, the red light district. Yeah. It was around that area. So when I got back at night, it was just full of like the most dodgy people. And like, I was quite a lot younger then. And uh, I used to walk past past these bars and then a guy would shout out, um, oh, here's a, here's a young Englishman for you. <laughs> Here's a young Englishman for you. And I'm going, right, I'm not English, but fair enough. It's close, right? <laughs> and I didn't, I hadn't said a word. He just looked at me and gone, here's a young mm-hmm. English. I think it was a kind of bar where you pay like 50 euros for, for a beer. Wow. But actually you get a prostitute as well. That kind of bar. Oh. Yeah. Uh, lap dancing, that kind of thing. I've, I, it's not my scene, to be honest. Um, so it was really kind of scary to be around. I... <laughs> If you know where you're going and you know where your hotel is, it's kind of fun, right? You can enjoy it. But if you if you're lost and you, nobody speaks English or Portuguese, so uh, you know it's scary. So I got into a taxi and it was like a, I think he was Vietnamese a taxi driver from Vietnam, okay. and I was like trying French, but it t- kept turning into Spanish. Okay. And as you've seen, my Spanish isn't great either. So it was like, je ne, you know, it was terrible. Schoolboy French. And, it, and English, I tried English and he didn't understand a word. So at one point he just said, he told me to get out, like, because I was wasting his time. <laughs> I, find, I was trying to tell him what a hotel looked like, where it was, but he, he lost his patience after about 10 minutes. And well, fair enough. <laughs> In the end, I found it. I can't even remember how I found it, but I, I found it. That was um, before, like, Google Maps and those things, right? I certainly didn't have. But the thing is, no, there's no point with, with Google Maps. I didn't know the address. You didn't really have the address. I didn't. Okay. I, I went out without the address and without really retracing my... Do you know when you're in a strange town or city, you look around and go, right, I'll go back that way and that way. Ah, that's so simple. It's it, like, I got yeah, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you tend to walk in straight lines. But yeah. I turned a few corners and, yeah, because it was nighttime as well. Mm-hmm. If it had been daytime, you yeah. think you got more time to find it, right? Mm-hmm. I found it in the end. That was in 2009, mm-hmm. but just before I moved to, to Brazil. Yeah, I've had situations like this with like taxi drivers as well. There was a taxi driver in Chile that mm-hmm. actually dropped Giovanni and I off the taxi. We have no idea what he said. Giovanni was trying to speak Italian to the guy, <laughs> and at the time I didn't speak any Spanish, so I was speaking English to yeah. the guy, and the guy spoke some Chilean Spanish yeah. to us, which we didn't understand, and he really stopped the car and asked us out. All we right. understood that because we were not in front of our hotel, <laughs> and then we were like, okay, I think he wants us to leave, and then Giovanni tried to pay the guy, and the guy refused it. <gasps> he just like, I have no idea what we said, John. Yeah. Swear to you. And he then, just lost his patience, probably. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was like trying to use my English, Giovanni trying to use his Italian. 
guy speaking Spanish and I think taxi driver <laughs> whatever country around the world think taxi drivers would be well advised to learn English. Yeah, I and Spanish. Obviously Chilean already knows it. Yeah, I guess if the salaries mm. were better, yeah. they would make the effort. Mm. Right? I think Well, that guy would have been paid for a start. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> it was the middle of the night. How did you find like how did you find where you're going after? I don't remember. Yeah, you block it out, don't you? Yeah, I just remember the scene. <laughs> uh, and I have out. a terrible memory, as you know. But anyways, mm -hmm. well, even like, I don't know. I think the basics, the basics of a trip, even if you are in a place where mm -hmm. they don't speak English, mm -hmm. you're going to get it in English. Like airports, yeah. hotels. Yeah. So with some basic English, you're going to be fine anywhere. Like yeah. I felt that, like, I'm sorry, in the airports mm -hmm. in Japan and uh, in airports, in in South America where I've been to and there's always like a sign. Mm -hmm. I would I don't know. I think I guess that for the future if you speak Chinese you're gonna be fine anywhere mm -hmm. too. Mandarin, yeah. Yeah. And um but um if you're actually trying to have like a deeper conversation, if you're going to, if you're willing to make friends with the local people, either speaking the local language, uh, I, I think If the person doesn't speak any English and if you don't speak the local language, it's quite uh, like a shame yeah. because you're going to miss so much. It's a pity. It's a pity. Yeah, yeah that's it. So yeah, I think the point is, whatever language you're speaking, you should have a go. Even if you know very little, you can get surprisingly far with very, very little. And it doesn't, and it can apply to any language, not yeah. just English. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, um, <laughs> gracias. I'm trying to think of uh, French. <laughs> Merci. Merci. <laughs> Guten Tag. No, that's good day. Um, yeah. That's okay. thank you in Welsh. <laughs> How do you say it? Dioch. Dioch. D-I-O-L-C-H. Dioch. Something like that? Yeah. Got it. Back in the throat. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. See you next time, guys. See you next time. <clears throat>